0: You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast conversations to help you look forward with faith faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 85 The Law of Creation, part two. Friends, I have taught the law of creation for years now, but today is the first time I'm teaching it in its complete form. In part one, we learn about spiritual creation. And in part two, we are learning about physical creation. When you truly understand the power of each of these parts and you combine the two together, you are literally unstoppable in what you can create in your life. I am so excited to show you the power and vision that happens when we put all the pieces together. If you enjoyed this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available in Deseret bookstores and online at amazon.com. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast or you have shared it with a friend. Your reviews and your shares is what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from wish I could sing. <laughs> she says, Brooke, I have been suggesting your podcast and meditation course for a while now, but your turning things around. Podcast was a game changer for me personally. I had recently been in a confrontation with my daughter that felt like a relationship ender. I couldn't see past the hurt and misunderstanding and had lost hope. I was at the bottom of the you, but then you helped me see I could turn things around and employ all the techniques and love I do have to create a change in the way I see, say, and feel about her and our relationship. I have hope now and ideas to help me love better. You are amazing. Keep up your inspiring and life-altering work. Wish I could sing. Thank you so much for your review. Your story is so inspiring because it reveals the power that we all have within us as creators, we really do have the power and ability to turn things around in our life, whether it is a struggling relationship or our health, our goals, or even the state of the world. And just as you remind us, it starts with the law of creation and how you see, say, and feel. We're gonna get more into the practicality of this today. I am sending you lots of love in your own mission to create a strong relationship with your daughter. I am cheering you on. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Really, your ratings and your reviews, every time you share this, this is what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. Last week, we learned all about the law of creation. And this teaching is foundational to everything I do. It is in my book. It is in my courses. And it is the basis of my nine-month creation coach program. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, part one, please pause this one right now and go back. You need to listen to that one first. You need that episode as a foundation. This episode is part two. So as a quick reminder of what the law of creation is, the law of creation is a universal law that creates everything in our life. This is the same law God uses to create, and it can be found in the Genesis story of the creation of the world. It consists of three things. What we see, what we say, and what we feel. See, say, and feel. Now you use these three elements to create everything in your life. And you are already using this law every single day, how you see something and the words you say influence how you feel and how you feel influences your actions and actions bring results. We can use this law to create negative or to create positive. The same elements work in both directions. So when you begin to understand these elements, you can use them with more intention toward creating in the positive. You can use these elements to create your goals, improve your relationships, and ultimately to become who God created you to become. See, say, and feel. This is the law of creation. Now, I named these elements the law of creation over five years ago, and until today, I only taught this portion. (laughs) One of the gifts of teaching and studying something again and again is the exciting opportunity— To gain more clarity, part one accurately portrays the elements of spiritual creation. Today in part two, we will dive into physical creation. Now you may be wondering why I haven't taught this part before. To be honest, I wasn't aware that I was really missing the whole picture until someone pointed it out to me. And guess who it was who helped me figure this out? It was my 11-year-old son. We have been homeschooling this year, and surprise, surprise, I have chosen the law of creation as the theme for our homeschool. In fact, when we decided to homeschool, we picked a name for our school and a mascot. Our homeschool name is, wait for it, (laughs) Snow School. (laughs) I know, super creative. But do you know what our mascot is? The creators. We are the snow school creators. Now, the opposite of being a creator is being a complainer. (laughs) Or the world might say the opposite of being a creator is being a victim. Now, we've had a lot of complaining in our house, so we decided that we would put a big emphasis on being a creator this year, intentionally choosing how we see, say, and feel so we can act for ourselves instead of being acted upon. So every morning after we say the Pledge of Allegiance and we say our prayer, we review the Law of Creation. But this entire school year, my son has insisted that the law of creation is more than see, say, feel. He keeps telling me, Mom, there's four parts, not three. (laughs) And at first, I pridefully thought to myself, You are not the teacher, I am the expert. There are three parts, (laughs) but he insisted over and over every single day, we would recite the three parts of creation and he would happily tag on his fourth part every time. (laughs) Finally, I humbled myself and realized he was totally right. There was an additional part. God was speaking to me through my son and thankfully he kept pushing me to listen And finally, I did. So by now, you're probably super curious to know the fourth part, right? (laughs) Now, when I tell you the fourth part, you're going to hear it and you're going to say, well, of course, Brooke, isn't that obvious? You might hear it and say, well, isn't that implied? Or you might hear it and think, that's so simple. Perhaps this is why I ignored my son for months on end when he kept telling me there was a fourth part. So what is the fourth part? See, say, feel, and do. (laughs) Do! Yes, I know. It is super simple. And yet, it too is symbiotic in the equation. And to be honest, the doing part is where most people spend all their energy when they want to change or create something. It's the typical example of the New Year's resolution. Maybe it's to lose weight, and we decide we're going to do things different. We're going to go to the gym, and we're going to work out more. We're going to eat better. Now, most people already know they need to change what they do. We know we should do things differently if we want better results, and yet we often can't bring ourselves to do it. <laughs> do you know why we often can't seem to do what we want to do. It's because do belongs to a bigger whole. To be most effective, it must be integrated with see, say, and feel. Friends, the do part is the tip of the iceberg. The see, say, feel part is everything below the surface. Now I'm going to say that one more time. And this time I invite you to visualize the image of an iceberg in your mind. The do part is the tip of the iceberg. The see, say feel is everything below the surface. Or if we use creation language, the do part is the physical creation. The see, say feel part is the spiritual creation. In fact, can you tell I'm getting excited here? You can actually align each of these elements with four different energy bodies. See is spiritual. Say is mental. Feel is emotional. Do is physical. The do is the tip of the iceberg. And see, say, feel is everything under the surface. And now I might add the doing is really difficult when everything under the surface has not changed to support your efforts. If you're trying to work on a physical creation, but you have not yet done a spiritual creation, it's going to be a long, frustrating process to create this way. One of my favorite creation examples is building a house. If I want to build a house, I could just go buy lumber and start the physical creation of framing up some walls. I'm doing the physical part of creation, but chances are, this is quickly going to become frustrating. (laughs) I'm not going to get very far. This is why you typically start with blueprints. When you build a house, the blueprints are the spiritual creation. We can see it. The measurements give us words and directions and the details provided on the blueprints give us a feeling of confidence to go forth and do the physical creation of building the house the more detailed the blueprints, the more smooth the process of doing the physical creation. And yet the spiritual creation is rarely given attention. And we often frustrate ourselves to no end in trying to force change in our lives. When we only do things differently. If I try to lose weight by changing what I do but I still see myself as an overweight person. I still say words to myself that identify me as an overweight person. And I still feel overweight. The doing is so much harder. If I want to improve a relationship and I decide to, maybe it's do more listening, but I still see, say, and feel that this person is annoying, frustrating, or doesn't care about me. Creating change is going to be really hard. If I want to grow my business and I decide I'm going to do more networking, but I still see others as competition. I say words of comparison to myself and I feel like I'm not good enough. Then creating change is going to be really hard for best results. We must have a spiritual and physical creation. Focusing on see, say, and feel in and of itself will many times naturally lead you to do things different. This is why the iceberg analogy is so fitting. The spiritual creation really does represent 90% of the work. You can totally get amazing results from focusing mostly on the spiritual creation. In part one of the Law of Creation episodes, we explored the Book of Mormon story of Nephi and his brothers, Laman and Lemuel. Despite having the exact same life circumstances, the elements of see, say, and feel for each of them was wildly different. When Nephi was asked by his father, Lehi, to return to Jerusalem for the gold plates, he prioritized the spiritual creation. He asked God for Himself if the dreams and guidance His Father is receiving are true. In 1 Nephi chapter 2, verse 16, we read, I, Nephi, being exceedingly young, nevertheless being large in stature and also having great desires to know of the mysteries of God, wherefore I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, He did visit me and did soften my heart." that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. Wherefore, I did not rebel against him like unto my brothers. It's interesting to note here that Nephi indicates his heart was softened. This must mean that in the beginning, his heart was not soft. (laughs) Perhaps he had been influenced by the murmuring and the complaining of his brothers. It is easy to be influenced by the way others see, say, and feel. This is why the news and social media is so powerful. It's projecting a perspective. It's, it's painting a narrative and it conjures feelings. And as we all know, complainers are often loud and persuasive. Layman and Lemuel were no doubt influential on an impressionable younger brother. And yet... Nephi is wise enough to seek God to know for himself. God softens his heart and changes how Nephi sees, what he says, and how he feels. To bring this to full completion, it also changes what Nephi chooses to do. After being asked by his father to return to Jerusalem, he replies with these famous words, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them, that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. I will go and do. (laughs) There's that word again. The only reason he can so willingly submit to this task is because he has done the spiritual work to have God change how he sees, what he says, and how he feels. Laman and Lemuel do not seek a spiritual change. And therefore, the doing part is a massive struggle. And as we all know, the struggle is real. (laughs) Every one of us has experienced how hard the doing can be, especially when we have not changed what is under the surface. So friends, creation is twofold spiritual creation, and physical creation. Physical creation brings completion. Perhaps this is why after the physical creation, God called it good. You cannot have one without the other. They balance one another and symbiotically grow and expand to create something amazing. If you only focus on the doing— You will likely burn out, get frustrated, or progress slowly. If you only focus on see, say, feel, you are neglecting the physical work and agency required to move forward. Add the two parts together and you have true power. In her glorious and amazing book, Eve and Adam, author Melinda Wilwright Brown states, We, too, must take action in order to make progress, especially grace-guided progress. As Elder D. Todd Christofferson has explained, we can't just want God's help. We must actually choose God's help through doing in order to honor agency. If we will put forth sincere effort, God will help us give our unique gift to the world. Close quote. I love that Melinda describes this process as grace-guided. Doing is oftentimes messy. We're learning new skills. We're battling the natural man or woman inside each of us that would like to opt for laziness instead. And perhaps most importantly, creation is not a solo act. It requires two whether it is procreating new life or simply you and the Lord co-creating your own personal development, you do not and cannot do it alone. It requires two. It is grace guided. I have learned for myself that when the doing is hard, I'm almost always trying to do it alone alone. Every part of creation is meant to be done together. When I try to do it all by myself, I am working against natural law. If I neglect one or more parts of creation, I am also working against the natural law. And what happens when you work against the law? You get stuck. (laughs) We don't progress. And nobody wants that. It appears then that figuring out the law of creation is vital for our progression. To become a co-creator with God is to unite with Him completely. We come to God to be given new eyes to see, a new mind to speak, and a new heart to feel. We come to God for both His redeeming and enabling power to support us in the doing. It is then, in a grace-guided fashion, Line upon line, we move forward and we develop the divine attribute of creator. It is my hope that in teaching the law of creation, that you have a framework for making progress in your life, that you can more easily spot where the holes might be and where you might be getting stuck. It is my hope that you can see that this is not a solo act. And by nature requires two As I've said in part one, God is merciful. He has given us so many creation tools, tools that practically help us change how we see, say, feel, and do. Make it a goal to collect these tools and use them often. Imagine your life doing what is needed for physical creation and look forward with faith. Friends, if you love this framework of being a creator, then you will love my creation coach program doors open only once a year at the end of January. And this program is designed as a nine month program to help support you in creating your best life. Now, this is a holistic approach. We work on our bodies and our minds and our spirits. And of course, I provide dozens of tools that support you in making these changes spiritually as well as physically. The doing part of progress does not have to be hard, doesn't have to be overwhelming or unsustainable. I promise that if you apply these principles, you will transform. I've spent two years refining this program with nearly 200 participants, and the feedback has been that it is literally life-changing. This year, we are excited to also offer a certification track for anyone who would like to certify as a creation coach to help support you in teaching these life-changing principles to those in your own stewardship. There will be more details coming soon, I promise. If this feels right for you, we would love to have you join us. In the meantime, go create something great. I'm cheering you on.